You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today is 8-Minute English, talking about relative clauses. Hello there, and welcome to 8-Minute English with Monty. I have Gideon here today. It's the first time he's done an 8-minute session with me. How are you doing, Gideon? Hi, John. I'm doing fine. Excellent. We've got to do this one a bit fast. I hope you're okay, okay with that one. Yeah, I'm ready. Excellent. We're going to do it on relative clauses. Ah, relative clauses. Excellent. Yes. I think this is always a tricky one. If we start off with a defining relative clause, what do I mean when I say that? A defining relative clause. Okay, that's one that gives essential information, person or something. For example, this is my friend that lives on a boat. There's so essential, you've got many friends. And so the living on the boat part is essential in order to say which friend we're talking about. Yes, of course. In that case, you use that to link it up. I mean, can you use something different rather than that? It's true. You could use who mm -hmm. or that. Okay. And what would okay, the difference you... be? Is there any difference? Not really. I think who is a little bit more formal, perhaps, but mm -hmm. that is also correct. Okay. I don't know if this is true, but I always think if you put who, maybe there's a bit more emphasis on what you're saying. Perhaps, yeah. I think it's fair to say. I should say maybe we should use who because it's a person, but a common mistake. Can I talk already about common mistakes? Of course. Yes, go ahead. Is that I get in teaching in France is to use who not before a person. So the company who I worked for has closed down. It's not a person. You can't use who. Okay. Yeah, here you would use which. Yeah. You've just led in nicely as well to the non-defining clause by giving that example. The non-defining relative clause gives some extra information. For example, my friend who lives on a boat has just got a new job. Ah, yeah. In this case, the fact that he lives on a boat is not an essential thing. It's just an aside. You could of... take it out. Mm-hmm. And it would still make perfect sense. Yeah. Just giving some additional information. It doesn't yeah. define the clause. I could say my friend who lives in Paris does English language videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm your only friend who does English language videos and I happen to live in Paris. So it's extra information. You can remove that part. That part is separated by commas. Mm -hmm. When you're writing, it's important to remember the distinction. If it's a non-defining relative clause, if you're giving some extra information, you separate it, that part with commas. And in a defining relative clause, there are no commas. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? It'd be my friend, comma, who lives in Paris, comma, does English videos. With a defining clause, you don't yeah. need that comma, do you? No, be... this is the book that I'm reading at the moment. Okay, so there'll be no commas in that sentence because it's a defining relative clause and there's nothing unnecessary in that sentence. No additional information, so you wouldn't put any commas in. Okay, great. I think that's pretty clear. Is there anything else that we could add to this? I mean, I think we've covered most things. I suppose we haven't really covered the possessive element if we use whose. We can use whose for possessives. Yes, indeed. Whose replaces his, hers, its, theirs. So this is Fred, whose brother went to school with me. Yes. So this is Fred. If you put it into two sentences, in order to remember how to use it, you'd say, this is Fred, full stop. His brother went to school with me. So you can replace the his with whose. 
and remove the full stop and make it into one sentence. So this is Fred, whose brother went to school with me. Good example, John. And with this one, you would need a comma after this is Fred, wouldn't you? Yes. After this is Fred, no full stop. It's one sentence, but just put a comma before whose and after Fred. Okay. And then whom, I think that's a difficult one. Do we use whom that much? I mean, I always think whom is a bit old-fashioned nowadays, but I suppose grammatically we should still use it, right? In spoken English, you don't use it that much. There are one or two exceptions. Mm-hmm. Usually you would say who and then put a preposition at the end. Uh, but we're talking about relative pronouns, aren't we? That's uh, right. Yeah. This is Fred, whom you met at our house last year. Yes, but we wouldn't say that, would we? We usually no, you, replace it with who. You'd say, this is George, who you met at our house last year. Normally, as you say in spoken English, we don't really use that, do we? I suppose in written English, it would be used because I guess it's more grammatically correct, isn't it? Yes, possibly. We're talking about relative pronouns today. There are other cases where you might use whom a little bit in spoken English, but not that much. If you put after a preposition, you might use whom, but generally no. Because also as well, for example, if you use the preposition idea, it's like, I had an uncle in France who I inherited money from. Yes, you're putting yeah. the preposition at the end there, aren't you? Exactly. You could say from whom I inherited money. That's much mm-hmm. more common in spoken English. Got the preposition at the end. Okay, great. So that covers who or whom. And also you could use when and where. And that also makes it clear which time or place that you're talking about. Yes. This is the moment when I relax and have a cup of coffee. Mm. Do you remember the place where we caught the train? Yes, I do. (laughs) Exactly. So where can be a relative pronoun too? Yeah, both of them can, can't they? And then obviously it makes the time or the place, it just makes things clear, doesn't it? So you're emphasizing that element of it. Mm -hmm. Let me just recap, just so that the listeners are clear. Here are some examples. My friend's dad, who is 65, has just retired. This is the house which my friend built. Marie Curie is the woman that discovered radium. So we use who and whom for people, which for things, and that for people and things. So whose and whom are used as a possessive form. This is Michael, whose brother went to work with me. This is Michael, whom you met at our house last year. This is Michael's brother, with whom I went to work. But nowadays we usually use who. This is Michael who you met at our house last year. This is Michael's brother, who I worked with. Where and when? England won the World Cup in 1966. It was the year when we got married. I remember my 20th birthday. It was the day when the earthquake happened. Do you remember the place where we caught the train? Stratford-upon-Avon is the town where Shakespeare was born. Can you name the country where Mount Everest can be found? It is also, of course, possible to leave out when... England won the World Cup in 1966. It was the year we got married. We often use quantifiers and numbers with relative pronouns. So all of which, lots of which, one of which, most of which, a few of which, two of which, many of which, and none of which. You can also use whom with these. She has three brothers. Two of them are in the army. I read three books last week, one of which I really enjoyed. There were some good programs on the radio, none of which... I listen to. I think that will cover most things. We can probably come back to this topic again because I think it's a useful topic to look at. Thanks for joining me today, Gideon. You're welcome. You've been listening to 8 Minute English.